Here we go, episode 35 of the Hibs Ramble. We're back again, Liam, Mark and Sean. How are we, boys? I'm fantastic, yeah, I'm right. mate, but I think you should maybe check in on Mark. <laughs> yeah, Mark, um, for our audio listeners, is currently <laughs> joining us from his bed in his Udi. Um, would you like to give us an explanation of the events that led to you lying in your bed in your Udi? Well, I will. I won't get into too much detail, but myself and Mr. Lee McLennan went out for a couple of sociables last night, <laughs> which led into multiple sociables, which ultimately led to us being in the famous Club Tropicana until three in the morning. Manchester United, my English team, have also just been humiliated 7-0 <laughs> by our rivals Liverpool. So it's fair to say that I am not in a good place right now, boys. But do you know what? Hibs won yesterday. Go on! I was just going to say, however... <clears throat> remembering back, if you can remember that far back, to Ellie Thoddy Yuan and Mr. Own Goal. Oh, wait, are we giving it to Cadden or is it an Own Goal? Nah, we, I know, we've got to give it to Cadden. Nah, give it to me, Own Goal. That was our Own Goal, I've seen one. There's no nah, way. I'm giving it to Chris Cadden, yeah. absolutely. It would only count as Cadden as if it was a shot on goal and it was a cross, so I'm giving it to me, Own <clears throat> And Nikola Kukarevic marking his return for injury as well. 4 1. Um, did who predicted five one? No, I predicted five nil. Five nil. Aye, You do the outlandish predictions every week, but it actually almost came true for once. Well, I bet you weren't thinking it was going to be five after we started the way that we did, Mark. Absolutely not. No, it was a really, and I know it's probably what we'll talk about, and it's what's always talked about, but that pitch. The, the game is so slow, it's slowed down so much because of that pitch, and that's exactly what the first sort of 20-odd minutes, they just took full advantage of it, slowed the game right down, made us play the long ball, and then managed to catch us somehow. He squeezed that in past Marshall, but yeah, poor opening 20, 30 minutes. Aye, we were, well, I found myself in the unfortunate position of being joined by uh, Liam McLennan for yesterday's game. Shout out to Liam's dad, though who was ultrasound, I've no idea how he has produced a son like you, <laughs> but that's a conversation for another podcast. Um, Liam, give our listeners a flavour of some of the comments you were directing at Joel Newbley after he stuck <laughs> Livy 1-0 up. I call him a big hoodie, um, a big useless fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> and then proceeded to say in the chat that he would take him. I never said that. Don't you come at me with those sort of accusations, Mr. Corrigan, because that's absolutely not uh, the kind of player that I would like to have at Hibernian Football Club. Um, but no, I think Joel Nubley, um proved my comments right when he had a Philip Sibo-esque performance in the second half, uh, when he was absolutely murder. Yeah, he start, I thought he started... It was clear he was told to target that left-hand side of Hanlon and Shabriah, Sean, but... After the goal, as soft as it was, I felt that Chibraya dealt with him fairly well for the rest. Yeah, of I think he just, I think he settled into the game a wee bit more. Don't get me wrong, I can completely understand why he was trying to isolate those two because you're not going to want to go into a battle with Will Fish, I don't think. Um, and Chibraya does kind of seem to get targeted. I think Hibs always get targeted on the left, even when it's Stevenson as well. But thankfully, we managed to kind of cope with them as the game went on. And I don't actually think. We started too terribly. Like we went one 0 down, and I wasn't overly concerned. 
um, just because the game just seemed a bit bitty to start with. And thankfully, obviously, we managed to get one back and go on for there. Going well, back to um, Cabrera, it was, there was a period just after they scored where he looked like he was in big trouble. That mm. Nubli just kept beating him, kept getting past him, and I thought, God, he's going to be in for a long night. But like you say, Craig, he actually did redeem himself and he started playing really good. And then uh, Nubli actually had to switch, swap wings. I think he was, he was, he wasn't getting any joy against Cabrera, and he actually had to swap wings. So it shows how well Cabrera did in the sort of tail end of the first half, second half. No, you're right. I mean, it wasn't that given obviously the the start. You could maybe argue for the players, um, obviously the before the game, uh, the fans for both for both sides. Um, I don't think I've ever heard a minute of silence be done so well in terms of no really any interruptions in that. Uh, the wee steward beside us was uh, running about going shh, <laughs> at people coming through the turnstiles, but obviously the, the players had their uh, Ron's age on his shorts and that, and I know we've already kind of started talking about the game, but I think, again, we just want to reiterate um, our condolences to the to the Gordon family. We've not really spoken about it in depth that much, but we appreciate everything Ron done for the club and that his family will continue to do for the club, and I thought that the minute silence and the way it was observed and also the words for the Livy Tannoy announcer as well were really respectful um, and we can only hope <laughs> and severely hope that the same respects are shown on Wednesday which is likely to still be another emotional night uh, for the first game back at Easter Road but the <clears throat> so often we've been at games like <clears throat> places like Livingston we go a goal down and we look like we're going to be toiling um, Will Fish gets the ball and plays I don't know how he's managed to play a pass like that on the pitch the way that it is um, and then Sean Ellie Ewan does what Ellie Ewan's been doing recently beats the offside trap perfectly and slots it past the keeper to bring us back into the game Yeah I normally don't have any faith in any hip striker going through one on one Um but as soon as he was through one-on-one, I was pretty much celebrating already, if I'm honest. Uh, it takes it really, really well. He has a lot of time on his hands, uh, which can you know, have a negative impact on a striker when you're through one-on-one. But it just shows how cool Cam and collected he is. Um, very, very well taken. I think the, 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 run, the run as well is yeah. tremendous. You don't, I don't think you don't appreciate... I didn't appreciate the run at the time because I actually thought he was miles offside. Um, said the same. Me and Liam were like, nah, he's, he's off. Uh, has to be off. You see it in the, yeah, week, the, the run itself is, is tremendous. And we spoke about it before the pod was recorded. The, the ball through from from Will Fish is nothing short of sensational. He's just getting, he's another, I mean, we'll talk about Ellie a wee bit more. But Will Fish is, uh, Liam, he's just getting better and better and better and better as the weeks go by. Uh, yeah, I think um, <clears throat> that old chestnut one, it's all you can be at Man United if you're a bad player and stuff, um, <clears throat> really comes uh, to the front with Will Fish. I think he's uh, he's just growing in confidence every game. Uh, it's really good to see, actually. And he's been able to step up and fill that Ryan Porches-shaped hole uh, at the back really easily. Um, I think we all kind of feared for the worst when, <laughs> when you know we didn't bring in a a replacement, so to speak. But um, 
Oh, I tell you what, Will Fish has been excellent and he's hardly put a foot wrong since he gave the ball away to Tynecastle, to be honest. And it's a it's a really, really it's really good to see that because I think a lot of people, including myself, wrote him off after that Tynecastle performance. I said I think I said on the pod, I don't think he'll play in a hip shirt again. And but thankfully he has and he's been absolutely brilliant. Aye, I think it goes to show as well because I'm sure he played the Dundee United game as well. And he oh, yeah, yeah. he looked not at home. He played away at Dundee United, but it was early on. I came with a sub, but I'm sure he started um, up against Fletcher. It was him and Rocky up against Fletcher. Yeah. And we kind of said for the start that he's going to absolutely toil. And I think it just shows the mental strength that he's got to turn it around, where Hibs fans are now saying, like, we've got no chance of keeping him. Um, Mark, you probably had a better view of the second goal than we did, but it was a great bit of interchange play with... uh, Matthew Hopper and Henderson, I think, if my memory serves me right. And then you and the shot seemed to take fucking forever to go in. Uh, it was a strange one. It was a nice wee pass through from Hoppe and then it was almost like he didn't catch it quite right. I don't know if it was maybe the AstroTurf caught, maybe got caught up in his boots or something like that, but he didn't quite catch the ball right, but it might have worked in his favour. You know, some of these ones is when you maybe don't want to catch it right so it can take away from the keeper. And it's just, like you said, it took forever. It, it was going so slow, but it's just curved in just around the keeper and just kind of spilled over the line. Um, but still, he's got to be in that position and he's got to take the shot and he got it off and he got the goal. Aye. Liam, what's the... <clears throat> I think we're all pretty unanimous now that the LU and we should sign him up on the permanent deal. We don't, we're not privy to the figures that are that are involved. From what we're led to believe, um, it's not as expensive as people might think it is. Um, for me personally, I think with the form, he was he was very iffy at the start of the season for me. But since we came back for the World Cup break, it's it's a, for me it's an absolute no-brainer that we've gotten tied up on a permanent deal. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I concur, to be honest. Uh, I think whatever the price... Uh, whatever needs to be paid, just just send the money to St Gallen and get him in, get him in a permanent because he has looked like you say that it, it's like we swapped a Elliot Yuan from before the World Cup break and we we brought back Messi or something. You know what I mean? Like he's he's been absolutely brilliant and he's another one who's really benefited from just like a wee bit of confidence. That uh, the first goal that he scored, who was it against? Was it? Um, it's, for me, it's turned since the Livingston game at home. Uh, yeah. Christmas, we beat them 4-0. And I think we said on the pod at the time that Nicky Devlin, you know, if you were trying to say who, you know, who's a strong... If Hibs were looking to sign a song, a strong right-back for the league, Nicky Devlin's name would probably be high up on a lot of a lot of people's lists. And Yuan absolutely tortured them that day to the extent where he got taken off. Yeah, I bullied him. I... I He's, he's just is a class apart, isn't he? And he needed, he needed that um, we run a form to really build his confidence, and he's growing and growing. And to be honest, I think whatever, whatever the 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 pay, the like the the buy clause is, is uh, it's, it's going to turn out to be a bit of a bargain. I think, I think St. Gallen will be kicking themselves. Um, so yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent, whatever the cost, buy him. That's it. We need to see it as a bit of an investment. You know, if it caught, let's just say it costs us three quarters of a million pound, that's obviously a hell of a lot of money for Hibs, probably verging on breaking our um, 
record transfer fee, but yeah. he's only what twenty three years old. Yeah. You know, if he keeps going the way he's going, has a couple of seasons like that, he'll be easily worth a good few million pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so it needs to be looked at as an investment rather than just three quarters of a million pounds signing. I think Sean as well. One of the positives about you and that probably doesn't get talked about enough is his versatility in terms of, I mean, since the World Cup break, he's played with Nisbet, he's played with Hoppe now, he's played up there on his own, he's played up there with Henderson and behind him, McGuinness and behind him, Henderson and behind him, and he's, his performance levels haven't dropped. He's very adaptable to whatever players playing either you know, inside them or behind them or to the right of them or whatever. And I don't think you can get that. You don't really get that many players who are easily able to adapt to playing with certain styles and and different players as, as what quickly as what Ellie has as well. Yeah, more more importantly as well, he's got that little bit of a little bit of spice about him as well. He's got that little cutting edge that um, gets people off their off their seats, and you kind of know that when he's on the ball. He's going to do something, you know. He's he's different to Martin Boyle, where Martin Boyle will get the ball and, and run at people and knock it past them, and he's got that blistering pace. And although Elian's got a bit of pace about him, he's a little bit more flashy, which is is good to have in a team when you're when you're doing as well as we are. So it's good that we've got a player like that, and he is as versatile that he can play anywhere in the front three, and it'll be a dream to. I mean, the other week we were criticising for holding on to the ball for too long, but the majority of the time. When he makes the right decisions, he must be an absolute pleasure to play with because he finds himself making runs like he did on Saturday, and also more than happy to to provide for, you know, somebody. He picked up a couple of assists early on. I thought early on in the season that we'd maybe had a real player on our hands then, although he kind of dropped in and out of games. You could see in spells that he was got some real real potential. So I'm really really happy to see that he's kind of kicked on and he's getting the goals that he deserves as well and. You can kind of sum up his desire with the third goal, where he plays that ball through to Cadden, but then he's absolutely busting a gut to make that option. Other players might have just kind of made a run just in case, but he was absolutely busting a gut to offer another option as well. He wanted a hat trick, that's what it was. No, you're right. And I think you'll appreciate it, Sean, as well, being a national fan, but that's it. That first goal reminded me of what Thierry Henry used to do, but he used to. Coming off the touchline, oh, Bendy's run round striker, Bendy's run round defenders, and time it perfectly. Um, you find that you find that well, you and though even when he's played through the middle, he does like to drift off, and that he doesn't want to go one on one with either of the centre halves. Like he wants to kind of pull them apart and make those cut and run switch. When we had Porteous and especially with Bob Fitch's ball, that's exactly what he wants to. That, that's his bread and butter. That's what he wants to feed off of. So I'm not surprised to see him get put through the left initially on Saturday because he is capable of those runs, which is great. Before we go on to talk about the second half, um, for me, I, I wouldn't say there was many, obviously Ellie got his two goals in that, but there, there, for me there wasn't many standout individual 8-9-10s. It was more a collective team performance of 8-9. Um, apart from one player, for me anyway, who I thought was different gravy and he's he's clearly levels above this league as CJ Egan Riley. Um for a guy who's admittedly not played a hell of a lot of first team football, um you can see the grounding that he's had at Man City and even his early spell at, at Burnley under Vincent Company. He's came into an area that is quite contentious with, with us 
his supporters as the centre of the midfield. You know, we've had Newell and Doyle Hayes and Campbell's been in there, Henderson's been in there, McGuinness has been in there, and we've always kind of argued about what the best pairing is. You know, who who works well with who, who's the best one in there. And I think Saturday for me, we've already spoken about Jago and the, the impact that he's made, but I don't think it can be ignored how just how good he is. You know, Mark talked about the pitch at the start, but he looked like he was just playing on grass. Like, there wasn't a misplaced pass, there wasn't a misstep. You know, he never... I know there was that issue with Oberlein near the end, which he actually got the foul for because he was pulled. And weirdly got booked for it as well. But other than that, I just... Liam, I thought he was... We said it at the time as well. He's just absolutely different gravy. Yeah. Caviar player, you said, at the game. And... We're kind of running out of words to describe all these amazing hips players, don't we? But um, no, I think what we should do is let Burnley know that he's been absolutely terrible and we'll just keep him on for another season just to see how he gets on and stuff. So maybe maybe they'll buy it and they'll let us have him for, on loan for another year. But I can't see it. Like, but uh, no, he's he's absolutely tremendous. He's one of these ones who it's going to be like, oh, enjoy him while he's here because he'll not be here for long. Yeah, well, I agree. And I think it's... A bigger sort of part might be as well as if, you know, I suppose in the long run, you know, like we said before we started, I asked asked the boys, have we ever had a better group of loan players at the same time? Um, I mean, you think about in the past when we had Griffiths on loan, but he was the standout. Like, he was head and shoulders above. We've had players on loan at at different, you know, we had Scott Allen and uh, Scott Allen, etc. on loan at the same time, but Allen was was the one that stood out above the rest. George Francom, George, <laughs> Matt Doherty, Ogie Claros, <laughs> Anderson and Anthony Stokes at the same time. But again, that was just kind of those those two. Yeah, got four or five really really top loan players and all performing is brilliant. But James Scott. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing that we've got, I think, is now that you know the City group can see what we've done with Kukarevic. Um, I suppose by extension. Egan Riley as well because he came through the city setup. We've had Will Fish at Man United. Um, you know, it can only be a positive for us that we are showing that we can develop these players, and it opens doors for other clubs to be looking at. Oh, that that young boy that can it was at Hibs last season. He's really good. He's came back. Burnley have now sold. Say Burnley sell. You know, Egan Riley to another Premier League club for ten million or something like that. <clears throat> That's what that's a benchmark that we can use. I mean, I'd, I think in an ideal world we would rather not use loan players, but we'd be daft. We're not in any position to be spending millions and millions on players. Chances are the best players that we're going to get are going to be ones that we're getting on loan. Yeah. No, I agree. So we'll go move on to the second half, um, and what has turned into so far um, the Rambles' finest moment. Um, <laughs> As I mentioned myself, eh, me and my laddie were at the game yesterday and Liam and his dad came and sat in front of us. And as, you know, over as exo- over-exuberance, um, we were saying during the second half, kind of jokingly, oh, I've had score up this end, we're, we're on the pitch, we're going down. Um, safe to say when Cadden eh, was put through by Ewan and the ball was turned into the net by Omionga, um, turns out that you need to be able to do more than play the piano as well. 
Um, seeing as we were involved in it, Mark, can you just take us through what you have seen in the aftermath of Cadden's goal for our for our viewers who might not have came across it so far? Well, it appears to be Mr Liam McLennan doing what can only be described as a combination of Gangnam style and slapping bottom. <laughs> Do you want me to give you a demonstration? To the beat of the Chris Cadden song. And by the way, when I say to the beat, I mean perfectly. To the beat. Yeah. The right. hand movement, the feet. Here we go. Everything. Ready? It was... Ready? <laughs> Watching Chris Cadden <laughs> on the show. Come on! It was... Somebody posted the record and they let McClendo catch his breath after that. <laughs> the only negative and the only regrettable part is that my part in the video is all you can see is me looking up and going like that to Sean, who had spotted in the crowd. <laughs> um, and then at the point I is that Liam's, Liam's doing his moves, I'm just walking back very sombre. <laughs> Go on, what, that, what the fuck is that guy doing, man? I had that split second where I was like, I want to join in, but I came for a fact, if I start doing it, he'll stop doing it and I'll look like an absolute prick. <laughs> I, I would have done that as well. I would have stopped if I'd seen you doing it. I know you would have. Um, <laughs> Sean, we spoke on last week's pod about limbs. Um, I think you got a bit of stick for your, your two game choices for... For some folk on Twitter, um, those were decent limbs yesterday, though, when the third one went in. Uh, well, my two choices wasn't necessarily about limbs. It was more about one being important and one having a bit of limbs. But, hey, everyone's entitled to their opinion, right? Um, <laughs> see, for Livy away on the Astro, I fair enjoyed the limbs, what was yesterday. Uh, I feel like if we were at the other end, I don't think it would have been as good. I think that a mixture. <laughs> I think a mixture of the fact that we were at that end for the second half. We were in and around block seven. The atmosphere was really good the whole game. Everyone was just on another level from a support perspective, and the atmosphere was like brilliant. For for Livy away, it was it was some top tier limbs, and I'm I'm glad it didn't spill over onto the pitch because then we would have got called tin pot and everything like that. But yeah, there was. There was rows that were skipped, so to speak, after certain goals, which pre-match, if you told me that, I would have been kind of embarrassed about myself <clears throat> or living away. But it was good to see everyone enjoying the limbs. Yeah, Liam, we were sat right in front of Block 7 um, yesterday. And the, I mean, I was, I was in the ground pretty early. I was in the ground for about 10 past two. Um, and they came in not long after it. And there was, for the minute they got in, to the end of the game, they were they were just at it constantly, um, and that's a constantly in a good way. Uh, they've introduced us to some new songs. Um, <laughs> there's one to which I can't quite remember the name. Uh, I can't quite remember the tune, and it says Hibernian FC at the end. And me and Liam were just making up <laughs> wee different parts to it was <laughs> to to add further enjoyment to the day. Um, but I mean, it, the game was pretty much tied up at that point. Livingston went down to ten men, nine men. Um, they were just a fucking gang yesterday, an absolute. Ten gang. men, nine men, and a manager down. Yep. Very unlikely as well. 
I mean, I know they've been on a poor run of form, but the way that they were organised was they were all over the shop from just towards the end of the the second, uh, the end of the first half and into the second half. They were all over the shop, so I was very, very surprised that they are low level of performance. But that takes nothing away from how good we were. That's for sure. Maybe David Martindale should just shout at them in the changing room a bit more, like he did against Stenhouse Muir, and can maybe that'll help. Seeing as that's what. <laughs> You think football managers need to do is just shout and scream at their at their players these days. Uh, with the no. game, what was that? Nothing. <laughs> I speak out of trouble. With the game completely wrapped up, uh, what felt like an attempt? I mean, we never. I don't think we got out the ground till like five past five. Like it was, it was ridiculous the amount of injury time that was added on, and no one knew what was going on either at any point. Yeah, and. I don't even think sports scene showed the fourth goal last night. I think they were too busy hammering uh, living, uh, hammering Hibs for lucky forward play and hammer, uh, defending Livingston for, for some, sh- uh, what was the words that they were saying, unlucky defensive lapses in concentration. Um, but we're going to a big game on Wednesday against Rangers, Mark. And I think when you looked at the run of games, so, you know, Livy away, Rangers at home, Celtic away, a lot of fans would have been saying, you know what, we could like we could likely walk away with no points. Probably say one just to get an extra one on the board. So to get three points yesterday was absolutely massive for for the way for where we want to be come the end of the season. Yeah, I was speaking to Liam before the game and we had said that really looking at the next three games, this is the one that we absolutely need to win. Because if we don't manage to beat Livingston, then it's got the, the prospect of two old firm games. It's like, well, zero points out of a potential nine is what where we could be left. So in terms of top four, that was it was absolutely massive yesterday. And it it does give us a lot of confidence. You know, obviously we never really have confidence going away to Celtic Park, but you never know when it's at home when we've got a team Easter Road, especially when it's Rangers and the atmosphere is going to be electric. You never know we might be able to get a point or even it would be good if we got a win, but I'd probably oh, I... point at this point. Um, <laughs> so it just gives us that extra bit of confidence. What is it? Five undefeated now or something like that? Um, eight. Is it eight? Eight, eight I think. Seven. Five, five wins and three draws, no? <clears throat> so no, five wins just give us that extra confidence to see what we can do against Rangers. And then, I mean, look, if we can take something apart, Ed, then unbelievable. But I'm no way uh, hold my breath. No, I think it's I think it's quite fanciful to think that with the run that I mean I was looking at the the table the day and Celtic have scored eighty nine goals in twenty seven games. It's just ridiculous. It's gonna we by contrast we've scored forty no I think eighty seven they've scored we've scored forty three so they've literally scored double the amount of goals we have and they've conceded half the amount of goals that we have. So it's it's quite fanciful to think that we're going to go there because we'd, we'd need to outscore them. It would need to be a case of if they score six, we'll score seven. And they're, we'll talk about Celtic in another pod, but I think getting three points, if we can come out of this run, I think with a minimum of four points, we'd be, we'd be pretty happy. Especially given the hearts have got Celtic on Wednesday as well. So it's, you're not really expecting them to get anything, anything through there. Um, four would be good, six would be class, nine would be fucking you're giving Lee Johnson a contract for life. <clears throat> Therefore. So we'll go into the pie review. Which pie 
the pie review Which pie is the best in the pie review This is myself and Sean's first taste of the, the Livy pie this season, I believe Yep, yep. Um, I think, Mark, you, you weren't a rambler at the point of uh, the Tinge Pamiership being launched But I think myself and Sean are now going to start Slowly ticking off our away grounds, given that um, Liam's only got one to go, and I think we combined have got about twelve to go. I did, uh, <laughs> I did a pie review yesterday as well. I uh, know that's what I said because you weren't on the ramble when we first started. I'm just saying it's another one ticked off for me too. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> if that's what you want to, like, we'll go with you then first. Then, Mark, what's your oh. what's your overall score out of twenty, please? And then can you give us a breakdown? Right, let me just. Calculate this. Um, two seconds. Need to get on my phone. So my overall score. Eight, ten, thirteen. Respectable. So a respectable score. I thought it was a, a very tasty pie. I have to say. I gone. I went with the steak pie. There was a, a curry pie, I believe. Um, but I opted for the steak. I've given temperature a two. Um. Far too hot, burnt the inside of my mouth, which just wasn't great at all. I actually was eating the very last bite as Yuan scored the second, and I didn't want to celebrate with this tiny little bite in my hand, so I just went, oh. <laughs> and then celebrated, but it burnt my mouth, something rotten. So anyway, temperature is a two, crust was lovely, four, uh, price three, average, fill in, I've given a four. Um, so I, I, I enjoyed the pie. pie so then. It was a good pie. Just too hot yeah. for me. I think we need to uh, remind everyone listening that the pie review is only valid for steak pies. So if you'd got a curry pie, your score wouldn't you wouldn't be accepted, Mark. So you made it's the right choice there. Alfie got the the chicken curry pie, and from when he took the lid off, there was plenty of chicken chunks in there. But there was also plenty of onions in there, which would have been a big fat no for me, Jeff. Well, grow up. And I knew that was coming because we've had this <laughs> argument in the past. Um, Sean, you're... So what, what was that, Mark? Sorry, 13 out of 20? 13. That's well right. done, Livingston. That's a good score. Yeah, that's a very good score. Uh, I've actually not told it up because I'm pretty much just going to give you my review as we go through it right now. So somebody will need to keep track here. Um, you know, track. add the numbers up, like. Yeah. That... Well, I might forget what my first number is by the time I get to my last number. Right, so right, I'll I'll calculate <laughs> it. Don't worry. Uh, price, I'll I'll go with a three. I thought it was all right. Um, got it with a drink, so overall it was a good priceage by Livingston. Fair play, considering I'm a very harsh <laughs> man when it comes to some pricing. Uh, filling, I'm going to go with a four. Uh, very happy with the the filling within the pie. Really, really good. The crust, that right? Yeah, crust. I'm going to go with a two on the crust. Um, although the actual pie itself did have perfect liftage, the 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 rim of the pie um, was slightly too too firm, too hard for my liking. Don't like a hard rim. Just like to make that clear. <laughs> Um, I, I like my rims to be a little bit softer so I can get in a little bit easier. Oh, stop it. Um, <laughs> out of contact, out of context, hips ramble, there we go. Oh, no. 
So yes, um, that is. <laughs> I'm going to clip. I'm going to clip that and put it on Sean loves a soft rim. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Don't we all, Mark? Don't we all? No. Oh God, I could use a soft rim. I'm feeling a bit tired tonight. Just cut the whole thing, the Flender. You'll be all right. Uh, what's the temperature? Is that right? Temperature. I'm going to go with a four on that one as well. Uh, there was parts of it where it was maybe on the slightly hotter side, but I think overall it was a very, very good pie. Um, and I, I didn't take me that long to fire through it. So overall, very, very good. Um, I don't know if my calculations are right. That might be about 12 or 13 as well. Something like that. 13. 13. I think, I think, you also, I think your, your score also takes into account when you get the pie. Because I had mines before the game. So I would have got, like I said, I was in quite early. So I would have got one of the first batches. Um, so my overall score is 14. Hmm. So, you were, I thought you were leading that up to be a poor pie, if I'm honest. No, no. So I thought that uh, was going. For me, my crust was a four. Now, this would have been a three. However, it had absolutely perfect liftage. Mm. Like I'm talking you love, 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 love to see it when you pull it like the the, the crust didn't crack it didn't it was it was absolutely perfect so I've given that a four how was the rim uh, my rim was actually I'd say uh, it wasn't hard it wasn't brick hard um, it wasn't it was hard enough it wasn't completely moist Tell you what, you were brick hard after watching Hibs' performance. So. <laughs> hard stuff. Hard watch. Hard while watching. <clears throat> um, temperature, I've went a three. Uh, I felt it was just maybe a wee bit too hot. Um, like I said, potentially coming for the first batch. So we'll give them their dues. Go three. Price again, three. Very, very middle of the road. Uh, two two pies, two cokes was twelve quid. I think that's that's pretty standard across yeah. across the leagues. And then filling, I've went for a four. The only reason it's not a five is that the gravy for me was just a bit too thick, mm. just a wee just a wee bit too thick. Um, also, a, there was a couple of bits of gristle in there as well, which can't be helped though. Can't can be, can be helped. So that's why I felt that. Taking that down for a five to a four um, is a is a good score. So yeah, that gives that gives the Livy Pie an overall rating for me of fourteen, which I believe puts them second or third in the table. I think so. I mean, we can calculate it at the end of the season to see overall scores across uh, across the board. Yeah. See and who's if got any, the... If any clubs are listening. And they want to send us a batch to do an end of season pie review at the Hibs Ramble on Twitter, and we will organise yeah. dress for the delivery to be sent to. We will eat your pies. Well, when when will we be putting up the pie yeah. review? We've been tagging the clubs now as well, so hopefully some of them might actually listen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I th- to be honest, I think Livingston must have listened from uh, from my trip there earlier in the season. The pie was absolutely rancid, and. Um, the pie yesterday was was very very good. I enjoyed it. I really did. Well, hopefully, St Mirren have sorted themselves out then after that shambolic attempt. Oh, I tell you what, St Mirren's St Mirren's was a disaster. Absolute disaster. 
Well, Liam, we got we got from the same match, I'm assuming, so I'm quite excited to 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 get your overall review. What? Are you have did you you never done a review on Saturday, did you, Liam? Do you do not? I never did. No, 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 I think I think reviews should be a once only thing. I don't think these clubs um, should get the chance to redeem themselves. Do you agree with my overall rating? Because we were I was behind you in the queue, so. I think I think so, yeah. Although mine's wasn't piping hot, so. I would, to be honest, that would have been one of the better pies uh, on my table. I think I think it would be quite near the top. Yeah, I think let's uh, as we move on. A uh, massive well done, Livingston FC for the pies you provided the ramble yesterday. Yeah, we were obviously all at different times, and one of us was in a different area of the stadium. However, it seems to be that the consistency across the board was excellent so thank you for your hospitality Livingston thank you for the three points and thank you for the scrannable pie cheers Hasbulla yes <laughs> so well what we're going to do later on in the week is that we're going to do a, a an episode after the Rangers game where we're kind of going to deep dive into the rest of the season for us because we've got a free weekend this weekend um, and we're going to look to see where we can go by the end of the season, we're going to do a bit of fantasy booking. So I've asked the lads to look at the fixtures between now and pre-split, which I believe will, will be down to maybe four or five now. Um, and we'll see where, where everybody ends up and where we're placed for, for going into the top six. Ideally, the top six. I don't know what to chickens before they hatch, but ideally the top six. Um, I'm quite keen to see um, Mark's fantasy booking to see if he somehow managed to get Dundee United in the top six, like he predicted <laughs> earlier on in the season. <laughs> Greg, I was saying in the Livy Hospitality before, I was reminding Mark that he could categorically guarantee that Dundee United are a good football inside and will be in the top six and there are thereabouts. I, I can't remember guaranteeing it. I don't, I don't <laughs> well, guarantee. We'll need to listen back. We'll need to listen back and but but I do remember saying that I thought Dundee United would get top six, which could be up there with one of the washouts of the season. Yeah, but you have redeemed yourself with some of your score predictions, so it evens out over the season. I'm looking forward to the text on the day of Mark saying, shit, I forgot to do it. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, Listen, I will do it. I will have done it, don't you worry. And if not, I will simply wing it. Right, well, we'll move on to the favorite, everybody's favourite part of the show, uh, the listener questions. Now it's time to answer the Hibs Ramble listener questions. First up is, as always, from our lovely pal John McIntosh. What is, well, given that we're recording at 8 o'clock at night, what has everyone had for their dinner? John, I've noticed John is also the defender of the Rambler as well, based on his yeah, tweets today as well. So big shout out to John, defender of the realm. Quick chicken butter masala is what I had. That sounds alright. Brilliant. Really smooth, really nice. Mark? Really smooth, really nice. I had hot dogs. That's not a good hangover food, Mark. I also had nachos earlier, which would also... Oh, we also had nachos at the pub last night, didn't we? I know. Okay, and I'm a bit nachoed aft lately. (laughs) <laughs> hot dogs are a very stodgy food on a hangover, hangover like. yeah. oh, I'll tell you what, I thoroughly enjoyed it I thoroughly many, enjoyed it How many did you have? Three And what sauce did you have? Mustard and ketchup Yeah, that's that's an acceptable we'll Classic that. Liam, oh, The Jav chips The Jav chips, chips. Right. No, those chips were hot dogs Just three hot dogs 
I do. I would That's sort why of, he's old and he's bad and can't he move. He's had three I'd full take a, I'd take a hot dog out and put a wee bit of chips on, like. That's what I would do. Yeah. But uh, I had I had uh, chicken and bacon, pasta bake, to cure my hangover. I just needed carb on carb on carb. And it's not worked. I'm I still bad. I had a pizza hut. Large pepperoni cheesy bite accompanied by garlic cheesy bread and chicken bites. You know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Pizza Hut tops Domino's every single day. Oh, 100%. It's not even a contest. contest. We had to go and collect it as well. um, That's an exciting bit, though. Pizza Hut doesn't deliver um, out to here. Um, And the best bit about it was as soon as I walked in, the guy gave me the box and it was piping hot piping it was absolutely Love delicious that. 28 cheesy bites were on it and I ate every single one of them um, so John oh, laddie, uh, he's, he's John one of these days you will send us a photo of your dinner um, <laughs> otherwise your question will not he sent us a picture of his birthday dinner and I'm going to be honest, I'm glad we've not actually looked at that and discussed it because I thought it was very shan. Was that not a bowl of soup or something? It was like a shocking Chinese order with like a tenants or something like that. Oh, I think we might have, <laughs> we might have discussed that on, a, on the end of season review. Where it was revealed that uh, Kane shares McPlants. Hi. <laughs> Um, Lee has really turned this round he needs a big result against one of the uglies to get everyone back on his side um, I don't Who's know I, I don't know I think he's done quite well to turn it in for two convincing derby defeats 100% oh, I think about 70% of the support wanted them gone after the derby defeats excluding the ramble of course because we have high football and IQ and we could see the work that he was doing um, it's, it's good to see that he has turned it around. I don't think he needs a result against either of them to get the rest of the support back on board, although it would certainly do him wonders. And I do genuinely think we could get a very positive result on Wednesday. I think I think the, the club in general need it, only because this is now going to stretch back to prior to Jack Ross, where we've, you know, when we were... Too long. We were almost kind of spoiled under Stubbs and Lennon with getting results against Celtic and Rangers for so long. Um, so I don't think he needs them to get everyone on his side, but I think it would help massively. Um, so I, that was the that was a double ender for John there. Uh, we've got you and Sterling saying you can beat Rangers or Celtic games coming up, not in general. Who do you choose and why? Uh, Rangers because I fucking hate them. Rangers yeah. for me as well because I think Wednesday is going to be very very toxic uh, and my cousin and her boyfriend are over from Australia and we're going to the game as a force I want them to enjoy the toxic atmosphere to the maximum and I want a victory at the end to get it right up them yeah. Saying that though I would like to see a, well obviously I'd, I'd like to see us win but if I had to pick between the two I don't know I might go for Celtic Park Limbs at Parkhead would be classic. Aye, and uh, you know what? Parkhead does have good limbs. Right next to Celtic fans as well, it would be class just to get it right up them because you're right face-to-face with them. Bring them down a peg or two, Mark. Aye, I hated... When we got beat 6-1, there was this guy that was really pissing me off. I'm going to look for him next time, and if we win, I'm going to do absolutely nothing. 
Was it you, <laughs> Ewan, or Martin Boyle, or Lee Johnson, or that? No, it was a Celtic fan. Martin, yeah, the Ewan, 3-1 down. <laughs> Montage on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gav Dick. Right, give me a second just to proofread. Well done, Gav. Uh, you have not capitalised Hoppe's surname. Uh, and you've also put a comma, a space after a comma, a space before a comma. But other than that, we'll, we'll take it. You're getting there, slowly <coughs> but surely. Uh, amazing result yesterday. Thoughts on Hoppy's performance? I'm not convinced, to be honest, but I do get that he's had a few games. Hopefully, he'll improve. <sighs> Harsh. I, I think it's he was just, all right. I thought he was I all right. He got an assist. I, I think it'll be clouded by the fact he was one-on-one and he took, I think he took one touch too many and kind of grasped at it. But... Uh, no, I thought I thought he played. I thought he was all right. I I, I was I, happy. I, I, I kind of get where he's coming from, but I think to touch on Craig's point earlier, I think it was just a, the vast majority of the team all played on a very very high level yesterday. So there wasn't any clear, other than maybe like CG or maybe one other, there wasn't a clear as day. Ten out of ten, nine out of ten. I think we got a lot of really really strong performances. And I think as well also when he's. He's came in off the back of <clears throat> uh, Nisbet getting injured after scoring, what was it, like 8-7 and seven or something, or 7-6 and six that he scored. So it's only natural he's going to be compared in that way. Uh, I it's really hard to judge players as well on that. So I know I've, I'm sounding very bitter here, but I find it very hard to judge players on that surface. Because for me, like the way that the ball holds up and how slow it moves and how sticky and dry that surface is, must be a nightmare for a striker. Ken, it's yeah. all right if you're playing a long balls like for the centre halves and all that, but see, as a striker trying to get the ball under, it must be a nightmare. So I'm finding it quite hard to judge him off that performance, but I still thought he'd done all right. He got an assist and he also got their man sent off because he was tripped one on one with the keeper. He did miss that one on one, but overall, I thought he did all right. I don't yeah. think the, the boy should have touched him, eh, going one on one after the. It did look like he fluffed the first one. Eh? You should have <laughs> just let him go. Probably would have been better for Langston. I think the two things that we will be consistent with on the Ramble is the need to call out our official pitches because they're absolutely fucking garbage. Win, lose or draw, this will be a consistent... Um, as you've heard even for Hibs yesterday as well, Lee Johnson talking about the pitch as well, saying it's no good enough. Um, and the other one is that we are solely and firmly and will always will be Lee Johnson. Not Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson, baby. Lee Johnson. His we... Uh, mini Jurgen Klopp Ronnie Roar I, was, I, thought he was, I thought he was going to bowl a strike when he got to the end <laughs> and then be like who do you think you are I am <laughs> <laughs> at the end um, bye it's nice to before we go to the next question it's nice to see that connection between support and fans is, is coming back and it does seem to be really strong a, a connection between support, support and, and the fans they supporting the players, sorry. <laughs> the fans are sorry. You sure you were out last night? Lee Johnson did play well yesterday, to be fair. <laughs> I feel like uh, that will, that's plenty for you, Sean. Uh, <laughs> Kev, Kev, Wilson, uh, Kev Wilson is asking, uh, who wins in a dance-off amongst the Ramblers and can the winner issue a challenge to the other Hibs podcasters? Well, I think... I've got a backlash, I'm going to throw out my opinion, right? I think that me and Sean 
would resemble a couple of amputees cutting shapes. I know yeah. I certainly do. <laughs> do you know what? I'm glad you went and said that first because yeah. I completely, I, I thought the same. I can guarantee you, out the four of us, we'll be at the bottom. Yeah, yeah I think, I, I, no, I think me and Mark are. Me and Mark I feel are like Mark's got. I feel like Mark's got a few moves about on like. So. I was dancing last night. I was I was dancing in the pub last night. Um, I reckon yeah, Mark's got the shuffle on lock. Oh yes. Oh yeah. You know we were, we were dancing in the pub last night. We really were karaoke, I was singing karaoke as well. So there's another talent singing yeah. and dancing. Craig, Fuck we that. just know what we're good at and we stick to what we're good at. So. Yeah, which and so do we. Much. And so do we. And listen, yeah. it's not for everyone. <laughs> so but, I think we'd actually need a dance off between Mark and Liam, and then ugh, depends. Did the other podcasts have the bottle for it? Me personally, I don't think so. I can see the bangers getting involved in a, a dance off, like oh, you'd have uh, Matty, Matty, and that with the dad dancing. That would be aye, very. Aye. I, I think, think it, that would be that'd more be a, a contest between the long bangers, me and Craig, if I'm honest. No, I think that would be a difficult, a difficult tie, a difficult cup tie. Yeah, I reckon Colin's a bit of an underdog. I reckon he'd be throwing it a bit of, a bit of shapeage. He'd be the yeah. robot. Eh? He would definitely do the robot. Surely, surely <laughs> Liam down the slope's got a few, a few moves. I was thinking that. Surely, thinking when you're, that. when you've got a set of hair like that and that good looking, surely. And we've seen him. Um, we definitely know that uh, Jack and Charlie, for the strong opinion, have got the hand and arm movements. <laughs> Based They've got the, one move under under the belt anyway. Based on their, uh, <laughs> their recent videos that have went out. BBC Alba last week. So I we will guys. We will organise a dance off between Liam and Mark. Myself and Sean might do one against each other, but it would look like two monkeys flinging shite at each other, if I'm being totally honest. So um I and if any other podcasts fancy it, you know where Let's we are. Go. Bring it on. Uh, and then he came back with another one. <laughs> if we presumably lose both games against the OF, does that derail our form going into the last four games, or do you reckon we can pick it up immediately? First of all, Kevin, <laughs> if we presumably lose, get that vocabulary right out your mouth right now. We don't presume anything here on the Ramble. We do not do predictions, we do spoilers. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> We don't presume anything. We assume everything. Um, by the way, I think we're more than capable of taking something against Rangers. Yeah, so you've just kind of... I think if we lose... Both I think it depends on the performances. I don't, I don't yeah, think... I think you're right, Sean. Like the, the turning point after the start of the season was the 6-1 defeat against Celtic where it just felt a bit. So, yeah. I, you didn't want to be saying it's a free hit, keep it respectable, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, you also need to acknowledge how strong the opposition are. Um, and it's not just against us. They've shown this season that they can batter anybody at will. So we'll take that. A go. That's all you can do. Go and have a go at them. I know that having a go sometimes does lead to getting battered by six, but that mentality of, oh, it's a free hit, we'll get beat, we'll move on to the next one. It's no wonder that we'll get pumped. We'll definitely get pumped if we're going with that mentality. So hopefully the players are only thinking like that and think, do you know what? Let's go and give them a go. Let's go and try and I keep think, it nil nil for as long as possible and try and nick one. I think they've built up enough confidence over the last seven games to then actually have the belief to go into these two games against the old firm and say, Ken, what? I think we can actually take a result out of this. So I mean, here's hoping that you know we we actually we, we turn up because at the end of the day, the result if they're poor results 
but the level of performance is still high, then we're going to just jump right back on that form whenever we play uh, the game after Celtic. I can't imagine who it's against. Um, Motherwell, I think. Aye, that's right, aye. So hopefully we'll just jump back on the wagon then. The thing is, after what you could, you could say is our toughest defeat, sorry Craig, what you, what you could say is our toughest defeats to take this season would be that one at Celtic Park and the two against Hearts. And after all three of those games, Lee Johnson's came out and mentioned about mistakes being learned and things that he's learned about himself and the squad. I know each team individually from those three occasions are a lot different to the team that we have now, but it'll be interesting to see how he navigates a performance away at Celtic Park based on the previous performance and and the squad that we have now. And I'm definitely not paying 32 quid to look at a poll for us to say, oh, it's a free hit. Um, Absolutely. If I wanted to spend money to look at a useless object, I would just get a day ticket and go and stand outside Liam's house and look <laughs> in his window. So. <laughs> I don't Jack, know, like, I'm, I'm a dancing superstar, so you might be able to get entertained somehow. Jack is asking thoughts on Miko's return. Class to have him back at this for the run-in. Delighted, delighted for him. I think you said it on... Saturday, Craig, to have now Mikko and Nisbet back for what is going to be the most important <coughs> run of games of the season is, is going to be massive and it, it could even be season defining. So I think it's a it's a it's a huge, huge plus for us going in. Yeah. Just how good is the front three with you and Kukarevich and Nisbet? Eh? How good does Absolutely that sound? Absolutely terrifying. Terrifying. By the way, when they were all on the pitch at the same time on Saturday, I, I was Hard. You've given us an awful lot of sexual innuendos tonight. If that's how you take it, Liam. Are you feeling all right? In fact, you know what? I don't want to know how you take it. That's that's between you and me. For goodness sake, Sean's coming with another one there. He's awfully bloody horny. (laughs) After that performance, of course I am. (laughs) Did you you go away and spend time with Susan Slane after the game yesterday? Is that why you're so frivolous? I would, would all have a bit of Susan saying, let's be serious. Uh, Max is asking, I'm not going to say your username, Max, because you've got four X's and six Y's in there. I don't get it. It's not 2002 anymore, Max. Um, do you think we can get a result against the old firm teams? One word answer, Sean, yes or no? Yes. Liam, yes or no? Yes. Mark? No. Nah, I knew that was coming. That was a fucking nap. That was the biggest nap I've ever done. <laughs> um, Nick Rutherford, I think it might be the first time we've seen one for you, Nick. Uh, if money permits only two permanent sign-ins, Miko, Egan Riley, Fish or Yuan, who do you go for and why? Can I sell Nisbet to get a third? No. No. That's, by the way, that's, I think, right. I've been thinking about this since I've seen it yesterday. I've been thinking about it. I keep changing. I keep changing. <laughs> I've been thinking about you, Soapy. <laughs> oh, we're never, we're never ever doing a recording when you two are rough ever again. No, this is heavy. This is heavy. This has been the longest hour of my life. <laughs> uh, I think fishing you in for me. I'm going to go CJ Egan really and Elian. I'll go the I'll go the same as you, Liam. I'll go the same as you. I'll go Will Fish and Egan Riley. Oh, 
None of us keeping Kukarevich either. Interesting. I would love to keep Kukarevich, but we've done all right without him. I mean, so. Yeah. Yeah, I I think think we've got enough in attack to go without Yuan, whereas I think um, Egan Riley and Will Fish would make more of a a difference. Can I get get Will Fish back in on loan anyway? No. I I completely get your point, Mark. I I completely see where you're coming from. I think it's more difficult, definitely, to get a player like Egan Riley and. A player like Eli yeah. Yuan. I think there's a, there's a there might be a lot of will fishes out there. A lot a lot more will fishing is he. Right. <laughs> finally, uh, final question this week comes from OM or OM. I don't know what that stands for. Uh, Olympic Marseille. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on atmosphere block seven again. Me and Liam were sat right in front of them for the entirety of the game yesterday. Thought and they were superb. They came in, like I said, they came in at about quarter past, twenty past two. The game finished at five past five. Um, they did not stop for that two and a half, two and three quarter hours. So we've been very vocal about our support for Block 7 on the pod recently. Um, me and Sean had a discussion about their seating arrangements, etc. for next season. So if you want to go back and listen to that to see what our thoughts are, um, go back and listen to it. But other than that, I think that wraps up our productive weekend for the Hibernian and next up is the tribute act on Wednesday night at Easter Road bring them, bring on. bring them on lovely well that seems a great place to end thanks boys for joining me again um, thanks everybody for listening again keep liking sharing our content we really really appreciate it um, shout out to all our new listeners as well Craig that Liam's brought in off the back of his uh, little dance Yep, and oh, uh, we would love to and know all the listeners that we've lost after Sean just chatting sexually for 57 minutes. <laughs> lost um, or <laughs> we would love to know, uh, Chrissy Cadden, because it was you scoring that prompted the dance for Liam. You've also co- tweeted it to us on Twitter. We would love to know if you've sent it round the group chat of the team. And we would love to know what Jimmy Jago thinks of it. And also, if you score again this season, can you do it as your celebration? Oh, that's a brilliant shout, by the way. Yeah, that's I amazing. Seen someone, I seen someone tweet that today. I think that's great. That's an absolutely brilliant shout. I think you would, because Cadden seems like an absolute stand-up guy. And Chris, also, if you want to come on the podcast anytime, just give us a shout. We'd be more than happy to have you. Absolutely. Right, boys, we'll wrap up this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you later on in the week after the Rangers game to look at the rest of the season. Cheers, Cheers. Nice one, lads. Season a bit.